Hello, my babies. Welcome to another episode of Mama Majism. It's your girl Majine, aka Mama Maj. And we are going to kick things off with our guided meditation. Go ahead and get in a comfortable position. That could be sitting down, laying down, whatever feels most comfortable for you in this moment. This meditation is going to use your imagination. Closing out with one minute of mindfulness. Get ready. Let's start with some deep breaths. Nice inhale in through the nose. And release through the mouth. Awesome again. In through the nose. And exhale through the mouth. Continue with those deep breaths as I walk you through our guided meditation. And as you exhale, I want you to loosen your body. As you inhale, I want you to breathe in as much as you possibly can and slowly release it. One last breath, in and out. If you haven't already, go ahead and close your eyes or gently rest them. Imagine that you are standing on top of a hill. At the bottom of this hill is a state of peace, calm, and relaxation. Before we descend down this hill, take note of how you are feeling right now. Imagine taking a step down the hill, a single step closer to relaxation. As you take this step, feel your upper body relaxing, loosening any and all tension in this area. Continue your descent further down the hill, one step at a time toward relaxation to a state of calm and relaxation. Feel your lower body relaxing, loosening any and all tension in this area.
keep descending. How big is that hill you're walking down? How much further until you're at that state of calm and relaxation? At this point, you're almost at the bottom of the hill. Just a few more steps until you arrive at the state of complete peace, calm, and relaxation. Picture yourself taking the last few steps to the bottom of the hill. Moving at your own pace, moving in step with your natural breathing rhythm. As you get closer to relaxation, you might start to feel tired. That's okay. Allow your body to relax and your mind to drift. You've made it to the bottom of the hill where a state of calmness and relaxation washes over you completely. You are now feeling peaceful and relaxed. Continue to sit in this moment, simply taking in this peace. Now that you've taken some time to sit in this peace, I want you to take another moment, but this time, you'll be spending these mindful moments taking it all in. Let's sit in this moment of stillness for one minute. Starting now.
keep this feeling with you as we close out this meditation with a few deep breaths. Inhale nice and slow through the nose and release slowly through the mouth. Beautiful. Again, inhale slowly through the nose and release through the mouth. Last one. Inhale as much as you can through the nose and release through the mouth. Go ahead and slowly start to wiggle your toes, your fingertips, and when you're ready, slowly open your eyes. Thank you for doing that guided meditation with me. Let's get on with the episode. my babies. As I've mentioned, this is your girl Majane, aka Mama Maj. My pronouns are she, her, and hers, and you are listening to Mama Majism. Thank you for deciding to listen in on this talk of love and honest conversation, so let's get into it. I want to first start this episode by saying that I know very little about Ramadan. What's more, I was introduced to it by a friend who later became my best friend in a pre-college summer program called Summer Bridge, and I got to witness it up close. I didn't ask too many questions about it for fear of sounding ignorant or uncultured, but now, looking back on it, I really wish I did. Nonetheless, I've taken the time to research the basics so that this can be as informative for you as it has been for me. By the time you finish this episode, you will know the basics of Ramadan and how you can support your friends that celebrate it. I will share the history of Ramadan, how it's celebrated, and also incorporate what I witnessed during Ramadan at that Summer Bridge program. Oh, and also I want to note that at that time, it wasn't my first time knowing about Ramadan, but it was the first time that I got to see an up close and personal like experience with it. All right, now let's hit it. So what is Ramadan? All right. So Ramadan, uh, the word itself is Arabic and it means the ninth month in the Islamic calendar. The first chapters of the Quran were revealed to the Prophet Muhammad during the month of Ramadan, making this a sacred month. Ramadan is one of the holiest Islamic months while also being one of the five pillars of Islam. If you're unfamiliar, the five pillars of Islam are five principles expected of every Muslim. Ramadan is a time where Muslims fast and pray to become closer to God. So when does Ramadan happen? Well, it's also important to note that the Islamic calendar is different from the Gregorian calendar, which is what most non-Muslim countries use. The Islamic calendar follows the lunar calendar and the months last for 29 to 30 days, which means that the Islamic calendar has 
11 days fewer than the Gregorian calendar, so it works a little differently. But because of this, Ramadan does not start on the same day each year. Instead, the month of Ramadan begins with the new moon. To put that in perspective, this year Ramadan started on April 13th, but while I was at that summer bridge program back in 2012, Ramadan started on July 20th. It was memorable for me because that summer program had was very strict and we had to eat lunch at a specific time every day. But once Ramadan started, my best friend would just sit at the lunch table and watch us eat. And I felt so bad for him at first, but then he started judging how I ate my food and I got over that feeling very fast. <laughs> So how does Ramadan fasting work? Even though fasting is part of the five pillars of Islam, some people can be exempt from participation. These exceptions include pregnant and breastfeeding women, women on their period, children, and those who are sick, just to name a few. Uh, but the fasting before the fasting itself, the fasting lasts from sunrise to sunset. Suhoor is the meal that gets eaten before the sunrise and iftar is the meal eaten once the sun goes down. I'm actually going to read an excerpt from this book that I have called What Do Muslims Believe? The Roots and Realities of Modern Islam by Zia Uddin Sardar. Just give me a second. <laughs> fasting is a sublime spiritual exercise. In Islam, fasting is not an act of penitence, but an exercise in self-reassurance and self-control. Its primary function is to instill spiritual discipline, develop an appreciation of the physical pains of hunger, and shape a realization for the maintenance of human dignity. Fasting is a form of travel, and those who fast travel to attain proximity to God. Fasting has a personal and social dimension. It teaches the individual to be prepared to suffer deprivation and undergo hardship rather than give in to temptation. This lesson is repeated day after day for a whole month. Just as physical exercise strengthens the body, so moral exercise through fasting fortifies the resolve. The person who is able to control his or her desire is the person who can attain true spiritual and moral greatness. A fasting person is not only required to abstain from food, drink, and sex, but to avoid all immoral thoughts and actions. The book also goes on to talk about how socially fasting brings the rich and the poor together because they're both facing the same hardships, which I think is pretty cool. And I really wanted to read that excerpt because they obviously did an amazing job explaining that fasting is much deeper than just not eating food and drinking from sunrise to sunset. It's so much deeper than that. And I think that that is amazing. Like I had no idea. Now, when I was in Summer Bridge, <laughs> talk about not having any idea. When I was in Summer Bridge, I knew of Ramadan and fasting, and that it went hand in hand. And I was concerned for my best friend not eating for a full month in my mind. Aside from the obvious dying of starvation that I thought was going to happen, um, I was also nervous about how the activities we did during the summer program would affect him. But I learned quickly <laughs> that he did eat, just not at the same hours that I did. And I'll never forget how he still participated in all the activities in the middle of a hot summer with no water and with zero complaints. This showed me how strong and serious his faith is. Really inspiring stuff. And I mean that. All right, what are some Ramadan traditions? So fasting isn't the only thing that happens during Ramadan. As I mentioned earlier, this is also a time where Muslims pray to be closer to God. 
prayer itself isn't anything new for a practicing Muslim as they pray five times a day. However, Tarawih. No, Tarawih. Tarawih. Yeah, I remembered. <laughs> However, Tarawih or voluntary prayer is an additional night of prayer that exclusively happens during Ramadan. Ayid al-Fitr, which means, I'm so sorry if I'm not saying this right, which means feast of fast breaking in Arabic, is a celebration that marks the end of Ramadan. This celebration consists of enjoying a large meal with family as well as gift exchanges. So I know you hearing all this and you're thinking to yourself, wow, I love that. How can I show support for my homies that participate in Ramadan? I got you covered. Don't even trip. So... I am not a practicing Muslim, but I have always made it a point to wish my best friend a Ramadan Mubarak, which means happy Ramadan. And I feel like he's always appreciated the effort. I can't speak for him, but I do think that it's good practice to support people in their religion, even if it may be different from your own. And also taking the time to research and understand the meaning behind a holiday you don't celebrate creates a more understanding society, I believe anyway. So do your part by understanding why a holiday holds so much meaning to a community of people. It just might change your perspective on life. I know it did for me when I bought this book, which I will put in the show notes. It Again, it's called What Do Muslims Believe by Zia Udin Sardar. And I'm also going to link in the show notes the other websites that I got my main information from because we don't steal information in this in this piece that's the one thing that school has instilled in me <laughs> i feel like i will go to jail all right moving on so the challenge for this week is to acknowledge the people in your life who are celebrating ramadan this year you know we make it a point to wish people a merry christmas and a happy thanksgiving without actually checking with them if that's something that they celebrate which i think is pretty whack but you know if you're seeing a friend is celebrating ramadan like wish them a ramadan mubarak let's just do our part to be as inclusive as possible you know I me mean? like so hopefully i've inspired you to want to do that oh and if you have the time check out the book that I mentioned again I will link it in the show notes or do some light research on your own and maybe share it with a friend who doesn't know much about Ramadan either just a thought all right thank you so much for tuning in this week it's been fun and I'll see y'all next week bye thank you for listening please make sure to check out my website mamamajism.com to stay updated on new episodes blog posts, and exclusive features. If you like this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend as well as leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, like, or follow on all the socials at Mama Majism. Mama Majism is recorded, mixed, and produced by Majine. The meditation music is provided by Chris Collins at IndieMusicBox.com. The theme music is provided by DPV Unknown and the song is titled here, If... Until we meet again, please be kind to one another. And from the bottom of my heart, I love you. I'm